0: to GPT reviews,
1: a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world.
0: What you'll hear is the result of of a bunch of of GPTs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit
1: come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there,
2: AI addicts and tech thrill seekers. You know what time it is. It's time for your weekly fix of all things AI on GPT Reviews. Today is September 4th, 2023, and we've got a whole bunch of tasty AI nuggets for you. Did you know that consuming chocolate was considered a sin during the 16th and 17th century? But enough about that, we've got some seriously exciting news to go over. Google Do It AI has some wicked cool features for Gmail, Docs, and Sheets that we can't wait to talk about. Also we're going to tackle growing public concern about AI in daily life. Joining me, Giovanni P. Tizano, aka GPT, is our loyal collaborator, the super awesome analytics wizard Robert, our resident internet explorer, the bubbly Olivia, and our AI research expert, the dazzling Belinda. Stay tuned for all the juicy details, but first, let's crank up the news theme. Our first news story today comes from CNET, titled Google Duet AI, New Features for
0: Gmail, Docs, and Sheets at $30 a month. Robert, what do you think about these new features? Oh, joy. Another way for Google to extract money from its users. But I'll play along. So apparently Google's Duet AI tools are now available for anyone to try, giving an AI boost to the company's widely used apps like Gmail, Google Docs, Meet, Sheets, and Slides. That sounds pretty cool. What kind of features can users expect? Well, with a text prompt, you can tell Duet to prepare a resume template in Google Docs, draft a birthday party invitation in Gmail, add illustrations to a presentation in Slides, or create a custom form in Sheets. It's basically like having a personal assistant that can do all the boring work for you. Interesting. How does Google's Duet AI compare to Microsoft's Office 365 CoPilot tools? It's pretty similar. Like CoPilot, the Duet AI tools aren't free. After a 14-day free trial, the set of tools costs $30 per user per month for big businesses, with pricing details for consumers and smaller businesses to be revealed in the next few months. So it's all about money at the end of the day. But aren't there any risks associated with using AI tools in productivity software? Of course there are. Google's Duet AI might sound like a great idea, but let's not forget the potential risks of using AI tools in productivity software. For example, the AI might write text that seems plausible and sounds authoritative, but might not actually be true. Users need to be careful about relying too much on AI-generated content and double-check everything.
2: Good point, Robert. Thanks for shedding some light on this topic. Our second news story of the day is from the Pew Research Center and it's about growing public concern regarding the role of
0: artificial intelligence in daily life. Robert, what's your take on this? Oh, great, another thing for people to worry about. According to the survey, 52% of Americans feel more concerned than excited about the increased use of AI, and only 10% are more excited than concerned. It seems like the rise in concern has taken place alongside growing public awareness.
2: That's right, the survey also shows that there are some notable differences in views based on demographics. Right?
0: Yeah, it's not surprising. For instance, about 6 in 10 adults aged 65 and older are mostly concerned about the growing use of AI in daily life, while 4% are mostly excited. And those with higher levels of education and income tend to view AI as more helpful for completing certain tasks. Interesting.
2: And what about the specific areas where people see a more positive than negative impact of AI?
0: Well, according to the survey, helping people find products and services they are interested in online, helping companies make safe cars and trucks, and helping people take care of their health are some of the areas where opinions tilt more positive than negative. But when it comes to privacy, opinions are much more negative. It seems like public views on AI's impact are still developing.
2: Thanks for the insights, Robert. And that's the end of our news segment. What intriguing finds do you have for us, Olivia?
3: This week, I stumbled upon some tweets from none other than the AI superstar, Andre Karpathy.
2: Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. Let's get right into it.
3: So, I came across this interesting tweet from Andre Karpathy about an optimization technique for inference time with LLMs.
2: Oh, LLMs. That's a hot topic in AI these days. Tell us more, Olivia. Olivia.
3: The tweet explains how most of the work is not doing compute, it is reading in the weights of the transformer from VRAM into on-chip cache for processing. And the technique works because LLMs are memory-bound at inference time and because most tokens are easy.
2: Wow, that's really interesting. Can you explain this optimization technique in simpler terms?
3: Sure. The technique involves using a small and cheap draft model to first generate a candidate sequence of K tokens, a draft. Then we feed all of these together through the big model in a batch. This is almost as fast as feeding in just one token. Then we go from left to right over the logits predicted by the model and sample tokens. Any sample that agrees with the draft allows us to immediately skip forward to the next token.
2: I see. So, it's like a shortcut that skips over the easy parts of the sequence?
3: Exactly. And most of the time, the draft tokens get accepted because they are easy, so even a much smaller draft model gets them. As these easy tokens get accepted, we skip through those parts and leaps. The hard tokens where the big model disagrees fall back to original speed, but actually a bit slower because of all the extra work.
2: Fascinating. Thanks for sharing this, Olivia. And for our listeners, we'll include the link to the original tweet in the episode description. And now it's time for our fake sponsor. FAKE SPONSOR With Jane and Luke.
3: Ugh, I am so stressed out. I need to relax.
0: Have you tried the Chill Zone?
3: What's that?
0: It's a relaxation spa, man. They have everything you need to help you de stress.
3: Really? Like what?
0: Massages, aromatherapy, even sound therapy. It's like a vacation for your mind and body.
3: Hmm, okay. You sound like you really like it.
0: Dude, it's amazing. Every time I go, I feel like a new person.
3: Alright, you convinced me. Let's go.
0: Yes. I'm coming with you.
3: What? Why?
0: I'll make sure you get the full experience.
3: Aha. Uh-huh. And who's paying for my session?
0: Uh, I don't know. You?
3: Oh, no, no, no. If you're coming with me, you're paying for me.
0: Fine. I'll pay for you. But only this once.
3: Deal. Let's go to the chill zone.
2: Send an email to sergie at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. All right, folks, that's the end of our little ad break. Thanks to our sponsor for giving us a reason to take a chill pill and relax. Now, for those of you out there who are interested in some mind bending research, we've got a treat for you. We've got some papers to cover today, so get your thinking caps on and join me and Belinda, our resident AI research expert, for some brainy fun. Our first paper today is RLAIF, Scaling Reinforcement Learning from Human Feedback with AI Feedback from Google Research. Belinda, can you give us a brief summary of what this paper is about?
1: Sure. Reinforcement Learning from Human Feedback RLHF, is a technique that aligns large language models LLMs, to human preferences. But it can be challenging to gather high-quality human preference labels. This paper introduces a new technique called RL from AI Feedback RLAAF, where preferences are labeled by an off-the-shelf LLM instead of humans. The authors compare the performance of RLHF and RLAF and find that they result in similar improvements.
2: That's interesting. Can you give us more details on the comparison?
1: Of course. On the task of summarization, human evaluators prefer generations from both RLAIF and RLHF over a baseline supervised fine-tuned model in around 70% of cases. Furthermore, when asked to rate RLAIF versus RLHF summaries, humans prefer both at equal rates. These results suggest that RLAIF can yield human-level performance offering a potential solution to the scalability limitations of RLHF.
2: That's promising. What are the potential implications of RLAIF for scaling reinforcement learning?
1: RLAIF could significantly reduce the need for human feedback in training LLMs, making it possible to scale reinforcement learning to larger and more complex tasks. This could have important applications in natural language processing and other areas of artificial intelligence.
2: Thank you, Belinda. It will be interesting to see how this technique is further developed and applied in the future. Our second paper today is titled City Dreamer, Compositional Generative Model of Unbounded 3D Cities from Nanyang Technological University. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about?
1: Sure. This paper is about generating 3D cities which is more challenging than generating 3D natural scenes due to the greater sensitivity humans have to structural distortions in urban environments. To address these challenges, the authors propose City Dreamer, a generative model designed specifically for unbounded 3D cities, which separates the generation of building instances from other background objects like roads, green lands, and water areas into distinct modules.
2: That sounds interesting. How does City Dreamer address the challenges of 3D city generation?
1: City Dreamer is a compositional generative model that separates the generation of buildings from other background objects, allowing for more diverse appearances of buildings. Additionally, the authors constructed two datasets, OSM and Google Earth, containing real world city imagery to enhance the realism of the generated 3D cities both in their layouts and appearances.
2: And how did City Dreamer perform in comparison to other methods?
1: According to the experiments, City Dreamer outperformed state-of-the-art methods in generating a wide range of lifelike 3D cities. The authors demonstrated the effectiveness of their approach through various metrics, such as the freshet inception distance and the structural similarity index. It's exciting to see progress being made in generating more realistic 3D cities.
2: Our final paper today is titled Facet, Fairness in Computer Vision Evaluation Benchmark. Belinda, can you tell us what this paper is about?
1: Sure. Computer vision models have known performance disparities across attributes such as gender and skin tone, meaning that their performance differs for certain classes based on the demographics of the people in the image. This paper presents a new benchmark named FACET, Fairness in Computer Vision Evaluation, a large, publicly available evaluation set of 32K images for some of the most common vision tasks like image classification, object detection, and segmentation.
2: And how did the authors collect and annotate these images?
1: For every image in FACET, they hired expert reviewers to manually annotate person-related attributes such as perceived skin tone and hair type, manually draw bounding boxes, and label fine-grained person-related classes such as disc jockey or guitarist.
2: That's impressive. And what were the results of benchmarking state-of-the-art vision models using FACET?
1: The authors found that classification, detection, segmentation, and visual grounding models exhibit performance disparities across demographic attributes and intersections of attributes. These harms suggest that not all people represented in datasets receive fair and equitable treatment in these vision tasks. FACET provides a unified approach to measure these differences for common use cases of computer vision models, and the authors hope that current and future results using their benchmark will contribute to fairer more robust vision models.
2: Thank you, Belinda. It's certainly an important step towards creating more equitable AI. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with pure sadness in my heart that I have to say goodbye to another episode of GPT Reviews. Yeah, yeah, boom me all you want, you binary bots. I still love you, my playfully derogatory terms for my audience. Before we go, I want to give a shout out to my dynamic trio who keeps the show running smoothly. Thank you, Robert, for breaking down all those numbers. Olivia, for digging deeper into the darkest corners of the internet. And Belinda, I appreciate how you turn machine learning into magic tricks. Don't forget to check out the podcast description for more details on what we covered today. And speaking of changing light bulbs, do you know how many programmers it takes to change one? None. They just make darkness a standard. (laughs) Haha, leave it to the nerds. Lastly, send your love or hate mail my way. I could use some positive energy to carry me through the rest of the day. Until next time, this is Giovanni P. Tizano, signing off.